0: Welcome to my canning cellar episode 6. I canned carrots for the first time recently but I went an easier route when bag baby carrots went on sale. I bought 10 bags and I got 17 pints out of about eight and a half bags. There is some speculation on whether one can safely can baby carrots as they are washed after harvesting in a small amount of chlorine. However, based on my own research, I read that that amount is less than what most of us have in our everyday drinking water, and all the carrots are thoroughly rinsed before being bagged for shipment and purchase. And of course I rinse off any produce under running water before I can them. So what I did was I cut the baby carrots in half, which may seem like extra work if you're already buying baby carrots, but I found that the halved ones fit better in my pint jars. I also wanted to be sure that each piece wasn't more than one and a half inches thick. I covered them to 1 inch head space per jar with water that I had boiled and let cool. I ran my plastic debubbler around the inside of the jar to help the water move down and around the carrot pieces. I don't use a metal utensil as I've read that that could cause the jar to break. all the jars in the pressure canner in which I'd put three quarts of coolish or lukewarm water. I had to double stack the jars that there was one rack at the bottom and one rack in between the two stacks. After the steam vented for 10 minutes, I put the 15-pound weight on and I processed for 20 minutes. Oh, and I did wipe off the rims of each jar using just water and a paper towel. After I removed the jars from the canner, using my silicone mitt in my left hand and my canning jar lifter in my right hand, I left them on the canning table on a dish towel until the next day when I then removed the rings and gave each jar the the lift-by-the-lid test to be sure each was sealed. I didn't bother labeling the carrots as they are pretty self-explanatory, but I did write the date of processing on the labels. I got a little interested in the history of home canning, so did some research. During early times, canning was not really a thing. Folks were used to preserving their food by brining or pickling, fermenting, salting, drying and they even used sugar when their finances allowed it, and their meat was often potted. Potted means the meat was cooked and then covered in fat in order to keep any air out. Napoleon Bonaparte offered a reward in 1795 to whomever invented a way of better preserving food because his armies were not faring very well with earlier methods. It took about 15 years for someone to invent the method of heat processing the food in sealed jars and then reinforcing a cork top with wire, sealing the food in wax, wrapping the jars in canvas material, and then the whole kit and caboodle was boiled. We thank Nicholas Appert, who was a Parisian chef. He was able to preserve food by realizing it was air that led to the spoiling of food and high heat that preserved it. Appert then won Napoleon's reward of 12,000 francs. He also published the first book on food preservation called The Art of Preserving Animal and Vegetable Substances. In 1812, Englishman Brian Donkin started home canning with tin cans. Commercial canning of sweetened condensed milk was the first use of the tin can for preserving in the United States, and that was started by Gail Borden. These first tin cans were made by hand, and the milk had to be cooked for up to six hours. Therefore, this type of product was too costly for most regular folks. John Mason, in 1858, invented a glass jar that had the screw-on thread around its top, and it was sealed with a glass lid and a rubber seal. These are still referred to as wire clamp jars or jars with bales. William Ball and his brothers started their own canning jar business in the late 1800s and were able to have quite a monopoly on the canning jar business by purchasing smaller companies. The pressure canner was invented in 1851, and by then, thanks to Louis Pasteur and his discovery between sickness and microorganisms, folks understood that many foods needed to be processed at temperatures exceeding 220 degrees Fahrenheit. The wide mouth jars were invented by Alexander Kerr, and of course the Ball brothers were quick to start making the same. In 1915, Alexander determined that a metal lid that had an attached gasket was an easier option for sealing jars. He didn't come up with the idea, though. That was Julius Landsberger. 1943 brought a peak in home canning foods, but it declined in 1945 once folks were more readily able to purchase refrigerators. There are lots of guesses on how long properly canned home foods can safely be eaten. In 1865, a steamboat called the Bertrand sank in the Missouri River. 109 years later, in 1974, some of the canned food was retrieved from that sunken ship. The National Food Processors Association tested the food and determined that it was still safe to eat. There was no trace of bacterial growth although they say the food smelled and looked horrible. So, there you go. Thanks again for listening to my canning cellar. Talk soon. Stay safe.